What is up? Welcome to the Tour 12 podcast. Back in the office with Be the Body slash Dad today. Oh, God. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and start it early. Now I've got two nicknames. Cody, the producer. Which one do you prefer, Be the Body or Dad? I'll take Dad. (laughs) So prior to this conversation, prior to the conversation, um, B's back in in the house with us, and we've gotten a little rabbit trail the last few weeks. And B is not; he's just got caught up on the podcast as of today. And we were a little nervous; we were going to get reprimanded. <laughs> I feel so, like everybody's accountability partner. <laughs> so Cody calls him dad. <laughs> so for today, you're dad. Great. So, what's your thoughts been like since you got to hear the last couple episodes? B? Y'all did rabbit trail. That is no doubt. Hey, they led us right to a takeaway. Both conversations. Yeah. 100%. I don't, I don't know. It generally does. Yeah, if you talk long enough. <laughs> <laughs> We've rabbit trailed the worst probably we ever have in the history of the Tour 12 podcast, <laughs> the last two episodes. I don't know. That late night one. That oh, yeah. One that time that, was, that, that yeah. was pretty rough. That's, well, that's there was steel. also one from the hill. <laughs> he fell asleep for 30 minutes in that one. <laughs> oh, it was late. <laughs> there was one down from Effie Hill. There were people snoring on couches. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was I like, man, this thing's so long. You guys, I think you uploaded it and send it. Send it. Send it. Send it. Yeah, that whole time I was like, it's funny now, but this is probably not going to be as funny yeah. listening back yeah. to it. You uploaded it, sent it over to me, and I was like, man, that don't make no sense. <laughs> Keith said, watch this. He gets up off the chair, takes his headset over, puts it in front of somebody snoring. They're all laughing. Oh, yeah. It's like, man. Well, that's because that's what goes down down there. That probably would have better been a better podcast if it if we had video yeah. along with it. Yeah, a video audio. podcast. <laughs> or if it had been shot like midday or something. Yeah, exactly. It would have probably been better. Yeah, None everybody. of that would have been happening, though. Because nobody midday. would have been asleep. And yeah. So, anyway, we're back on the podcast, and... Um, we have rabbit trail the last few weeks, and <laughs> I will say this: I think people have enjoyed it. I mean, I have. I don't know if anybody, if nobody else even laughs, we're laughing. Oh, that's true. On the job site, <laughs> so, <laughs> we are definitely at least entertain ourselves. We got a couple buddies. John, my buddy John over in North Dakota, he's Texas. He's mm-hmm. like, dude. He did say this, John. If you're listening, I'm gonna quote you. You said. I've come to the conclusion you and Cody, the producer man, think way too much. <laughs> I couldn't disagree. There's Dude, always something going through. The problem brain. with thinking too much is while you're thinking about a topic, you start thinking about another topic every eight seconds. Because that's the attention span of human average. Case, is that the same case with you, B? I'm not average. Are you ever four seconds? You're the rabbit trailing? No, I'm not short. I, that, that, I can focus. That research has been from a, probably a few years ago. I'm going to say it's less than eight seconds, the average attention yeah. span. I wonder. That would be interesting to know. I would think it's really short because social media people it's will always, sit there and just scroll, all, scroll, It's scroll. all due to cell phones. You think so? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, B. I, I didn't even have a cell phone a few years ago, and I was pretty bad. I mean, it's been several years. Yeah, ago. but it was, it was. It's just easier to distract yourself if you're not interested in what's what's being said or what's going on at the that exact time. You've I agree. Got something in your hand that you can take your attention to. I, I agree, but I'm just saying I have a track record prior to technology that proves my rabbit trailness. Is, oh, I hundred percent agree with is that. Is often hundred percent like i didn't even have in this is even this is hilarious i may have mentioned this before but like i didn't even have a computer in college the only email i had i think was a 
edu account mm-hmm. from the college and so i didn't have email no um no laptop no desktop and we thought we'd get in the media business <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how we've done everything yeah, that's isn't just kind of how it's that's the best school. Just get take, out there and learn, man. Take what's there and make you it had, work. You had one video camera that you barely knew how to run. That's and we true. started a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> what camera was that? It was a. Um, it was an old Sony Handycam with. With this was prior to Mini DV. Yeah. Was it high high eight, high eight tapes? Yeah. Yep. And I didn't. I literally did not know how to get the footage off of the camera. <laughs> so you had to hook up like a firewire back then. Yeah, like a little. Then we went to the Canon. There's a big firewire we that sucked the, it in. Yeah, the Canon. Did it have like a big? Uh, you had to hook it up through RCA and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great quality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went to the Canon, like the GL2, and then the was it XHA1 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was the same thing. Like it. However, and a tape was an hour long, and that's how long it took to to get dump, the dump it all. Yeah, you dump it all on the computer. <clears throat> yep. Then B splurge. I just saw a picture of you yesterday, actually from two thousand and eight, I believe. Which, by the way, you looked younger. I was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, he splurged. Who's the first one to splurge on a Sony cam? I bought that. Uh EX, EX1. Yeah. EX1R. And it had those like high that. dollar cards. Mm-hmm. They're like $700 a card. Really? Yeah. They're just basically, they were solid state hard drive. Really? That's what it was. Yeah. I mean, they were awesome. Was it? But we didn't have no money back then. So B just So he really did splurge. He, yeah. like, he was all in on SB. I got a big bonus. Are you still moment. Are you still all in as much as you were in 08? <laughs> You're going to have to define all in. <laughs> Be good choice of words there. How to boy that. Uh, I was putting him on the spot. I was just reminiscing on our commentary last week or two. <laughs> I, I feel like all facets of SB are at a dis- different capacity than what they were back then. Oh, God. Well, I will say, because you didn't kill a whole lot of stuff last year, it makes it difficult to do commentary for a show. It does, oh, man. That, was that a shot? I think it was. That Cody, was kind of a shot. He's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't he mean for it to be a shot. He meant for it to be. Hey. <laughs> hey. Careful, Cody. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm going to remember that one. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be comparing kills here for yeah, you. Oh, no. I'll I tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as fun doing commentary, no, when, when you're not talking about your stuff. <laughs> Is it worse talking about somebody else's hunt or... Or is it worse talking about a miss you had on camera? Or a miss somebody else had on camera. That's fun. (laughs) I've done that several times. They're just two different things because, I mean, there's a different emotion attached to it. If it's not your hunt, then, I mean, you don't have really any emotional involvement in it. But if it's your miss that you're talking about, it's painful. Yeah, but it's like it's when you put it out there publicly, and then you got to talk about it. It's like you just become become so vulnerable. Nobody remember, or no, and nobody ever forgets them. No, like, that's crap. Will let they'll stay with you for years. People yeah. still years. talking about that turkey hunt. Yeah, 
Have we could, talked about that on the podcast before? Yeah, I think we talked about we it not long yeah. ago. Yeah. Kill a hundred turkeys after that. Nobody remembers them. <laughs> <laughs> You're the guy that killed the banded turkey. Oh, yeah. that's the same guy that missed. Whatever. That didn't even freaking. Re- that didn't last near as long. Yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like oh, what was it? Oh seven or eight? Whenever all them turkey misses and, mm-hmm. and still never lived it down. I think it was like our second season or something like that. The best ever was when we was walking around trade shows. Big Buck Classic in Arkansas, and guys would come up to me and be like, "Hey, you're that guy." <laughs> Did <it>. Here we <laughs> go. <laughs> it's back again. We're gonna hear this one again. Yeah, but you've got the monkey off your back. You've come through, B. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait finally, till June 29th. Finally, 2020. Cleeds on the Cleeds on the dock now. We got some good shows coming up with our good buddy Cleed Spooner, who's got uh, some epic misses. Yes. Like one of them that I got to shoot some commentary on was pretty classic. Like I laughed pretty hard without even seeing the footage. <laughs> Have you seen it? Have I'm you seen not... it, B? Have you seen the footage? Uh-uh. I haven't seen the footage of that one. So supposedly he missed a, what was he hunting, elk? With mm-hmm. a muzzleloader. With a muzzleloader. And when the smoke cleared, he was allowed to stand there and reload. <laughs> the elk was just looking at him. <laughs> That's classic. <laughs> he reloads. Cleed is now that guy. <laughs> Yeah, and the bad thing is that he shot the gun. It wasn't a gun. <laughs> Clay, if you're listening, you can you can uh, chime in next week and defend yourself. But yeah, there's nothing more painful than a miss on camera and then having to talk about it. I think yeah, it happens though. Oh, it does. I mean, it is. It's easier, I think, to talk about it if it, if you know it's a clean miss. Yeah, Isn't I've it? never missed oh, on 100%. camera. <laughs> You should not have said that. Are you going to film it now? You should not have said that. I tried that one time, did didn't it. I, B? He did it. I did. I was in the bow shop. Oh, uh, now you're going to miss. Now you're saying now I'm going to miss. Well, him. I'll tell you what I did. I, I was in the bow shop, and I, so I can tell you right now, I ain't missing no dang deer with at the bow. 20 yards. At 20 he said, yards. I ain't missing no deer at 20 yards. And everybody in that bow shop stopped and looked at me. He was like, I was like, ooh. Oh. Hey, next hunt. Next hunt. <laughs> next hunt. I think I clipped one in the kneecap. <laughs> And B was filming, and that dude, he was smiling from ear to ear. I'm like pouting in my own self-pity. And B's over there, told you. Oh, he didn't, he didn't even have to say nothing. I knew. I didn't want to turn around and look back at him. Oh, that's God, God, that just happened. Shot right into the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> no, I clipped him, didn't I? Because he was limp. Wasn't he limping around the rest of the year? We called him Crutch. Yeah, I saw him. Like in December, and he was chasing the doe, except he had a little gimp. <laughs> it was highly embarrassing. For That's sure. funny. Well, I've missed plenty of times, just not on camera. Oh, your time's coming. <laughs> if you shoot enough of, add enough of them on camera, it's going to happen. And it's 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 one thing to shoot them like on, you know, be filming just you and the cameraman, but you get down to the ranch or something. And <laughs> there's a bunch of people. And you got people piled up everywhere and you you know what I mean? Yeah. You got even that more pressure. Oh, so yeah. You should get in on that because it's entertaining. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> I mean, you feel it. Like before you, you're thinking it through before you're you are walking it. on the, yeah. Like, I got a good miss. I got a good miss episode coming up this yeah. year. Yeah. With a rifle. I had a. That um, was pretty entertaining. How many animals did you have the chance to, to shoot at that week? Mm, several five or six a lot of pigs i mean there was probably even more opportunities that i had that i didn't take just wow. because we were hunting a particular deer and it was it would be like early in the hunt or something you didn't want to waste it in the morning yeah 
This was down at Effie Hill. Mm-hmm. We were kind of waiting on him to show, especially in cert in that area. You know, we didn't hunt that area except for when we had the right wind to. Mm-hmm. So when we were in other areas, I would, you know, take those opportunities to take management deer, or hogs, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. Speaking of hunting, let's talk about um, modern day technology in the hunting industry. Ooh, what's your what's your favorite thing be? You're the you're favorite the, thing as far favorite as favorite thing that you have that you can hunt with that helps you get better. That is new technology. Like you mean? as far as technology that makes me a better yeah. hunter. Yeah. Mm. Golly, that's I got, hard to I got down. one. All right, let's let him think. What my about favorite new technology that I've experienced in the last ten years is hunting with beef. <laughs> 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 I'm way more successful. Somebody with asked me. <laughs> somebody asked me the other day what kind of arrows you like, and I said, "What you know? What B uses?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt asked us for our arrow order today, and I said, "Yeah, I need some. It's whatever B says I need." <laughs> it's the only way to answer. I think. Um, it, I think there's too many different segments so like if you're talking about actually just hunting and actually being and the uh, the technology that helps to put you in the right spot to have the opportunity would probably be mapping apps like HuntWise or and trail cameras mm-hmm. combined together you know i don't think i think they're both equally as impressive as far as getting dialed in on where you need to be because mm-hmm. you can take a big look at the area and the surrounding area and the terrain and the cover and that kind of stuff and then you can dial it in using trail cameras and things like that you know to monitor mm-hmm. when you're not there without actually having spent as much time there's nothing that can replace time in the field mm. nothing because a camera can't catch it all <clears throat> you know and, and we uh, we've seen it but there's deer that avoid them yeah hands down i i had i believe without a doubt that you might get a picture of a deer but then he some of those bigger deer will not walk back in front of that camera we saw it happen on the sg43 last year on mm-hmm. that big buck we were chasing and we watched him come out and skirt i had four cameras in him he skirted everyone <laughs> not very big area he skirted every one of them suckers mm-hmm. He was in there all morning and not one single picture of it. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we seen him with our own eyes and where he went. Twice <clears throat> that morning. And you think he just knew where they were because of the, the sound of the infrared and all that? Or I don't know. That'd he could see big. it on the tree? I don't know if they – it's either – I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know if it's the some maybe a sound in there that they can pick up, if it's the infrared light they can pick up. Maybe a frequency or, if it's or something. just the fact that – because you are checking it, there's more scent human or. scent there, and he just avoids that, you know. Because a big deer, <clears throat> even if they're pressured, a lot of times they, they won't move a long distance. They just they skirt around little certain areas. They may not be 50 yards difference, or instead of coming in the open, they stay in in the in the thicket or whatever, uh, where you don't have a camera. So. I think there's a lot of factors that cause mm-hmm. them to do that, but I think those two things, as far as putting you in the spot, are the you know that those pieces of technology have had the biggest impact. Yeah, I would definitely say, just my opinion, being in the industry the last ten years or so, I don't know if there's another one piece of equipment that's changed the game more than game cameras, as oh, far yeah. as informationally, and mm-hmm. definitely 
next to that would be what's come out now with the apps and mm-hmm. and, and seeing your the mapping, mapping the mapping apps and stuff like that that you know you can layer wind directions and all that sort of thing you know right and, and mark stuff and it lets you put the puzzle together i think faster yeah than before so the question would be is is how and it's all personal opinion i believe but how far is too far with technology and hunting mm-hmm. we hear you hear controversial things about certain things whether it's range finders or, or range finders on sites or game cameras cell cams um knocks tracking all the stuff that has come to the market in the last few years what's your opinion on that as far as how far is too far with technology i personally i think it's personal to each individual hunter you know it 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 goes to what are you looking to get out of hunting and your hunts and you know what is uh what's important to you if you want to make it harder you can make it harder um i don't like that route (laughs) i I think i think all of the technologies i mean yeah some way they make it easier maybe they they take steps out of the equation but at the end of the day you still have to execute yeah you know and you still have variables that the same variables that you can't control and have never been able to control you still don't have control of. There's still mm-hmm. wild animals in there. Right. You know, there's still all kinds of things that can happen. And I think it's just, it's it's up to the individual hunter. You yeah. know, it's out there. Um, there's This argument's been going on since the compound bow was invented, you know. You know people didn't want to accept that because it was going to be too easy. It was going to be easier than a recurve or a longbow. Yeah. And, and if we see where that's come now, I mean... And then the same thing with the laser rangefinder when it came out. You had people that was like, oh, that's cheating. You yeah. can't do that. Well, as far as executing a shot on an animal when that opportunity presents it, there's not been a bigger uh, piece of technology come along than the laser rangefinder. Yeah. I mean, it's been huge for the archery industry or the, you know, archery hunting. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, if we're all wanting to be ethical hunters, I think anything that can up your ability to do that i was about to just i'm a fan of it i mean if it's gonna if it's gonna help you to make the best shot that you can possibly make then i i I don't have a problem with someone utilizing that technology at all i think there's a there's obviously though a a a devil's advocate side to some of this technology because certain states won't allow certain things we talk about laser range finders on sites for bows and and Mm -hmm. so they're legal some places some places they're not so it's sort of, I think some of it is personal opinion, but then also there's a side of it that your opinion don't matter in certain states. And I don't know, know I, have, I would have to look into those laws. Um, I don't know if those laws are in place, like specifically the laser range fighting sites. I don't know if it's because... It's a late, it's a site that has a rangefinder built into it, or if it's because it is an electronic site with an electronic illuminated pin because there are some places that you can't have an illuminated pin like that so i would have to look into those laws to see if that was actually the reason that it's not legal there versus a pin site if you had a pin site with a light on it it might not be legal either right you see what i'm saying yeah Mm -hmm. and that goes back to allowing someone to take a shot past an ethical 
or past illegal uh, legal shooting, yeah. right? You yeah. know, oh, so yeah. I, I would have to look into those laws a little bit more than what I have to actually know why that is illegal. Um, but you know, we've played around with the the uh, the new Garmin Zero quite a bit. I haven't. You yet. haven't. I have. You've. Uh, I think I'm the only one that has. Matt has a little bit. I think maybe. But I'm, that goes back to needing B by my side. I'm going to try that one out. <laughs> it, uh, it's going to be a little beyond mine. It's cool, and I like it. And I think it's going to have a lot of uses. I think it's going to be beneficial. But it is it is not as easy. It doesn't make it as easy. You know, to me, it doesn't. it's no different than having a rangefinder and a movable pin sight. Right. I mean, I just... It's taken a step out of it, um, but I mean, you still have to you right. still have to put a, a a dot on the animal and push a button to right. get the range and to get a pin. Give us a personal review, real quick, of what your uh, first take impressions been of this new site you're talking about. I mean, I think it's an awesome site. I really I love the ability to. You can have one site. You can set up different arrow profiles, so you can shoot multiple arrow setups with different weights and different broadheads and things like that so say i'm going to go out west on a elk hunt and i want to shoot a 550 grain arrow out there but here at home whitetail hunting i'm going to shoot a 480 grain arrow with a different broadhead or whatever i can use that same site with two different arrow profiles and i have to change nothing other than punch a button to get that set of sight pins to come up so that's the pros. Well, give me some cons on first impressions. I guess I'm asking. Setup I, is difficult. Is it? It's not difficult. It's just how it's tech, a process. How tech savvy do you got to be? Not very. Okay. Not very. I'm feeling more confident. You don't. It's I mean, just a lot of time. Is that what you're saying? It, yes, and you have to read the directions. With Heath, Heath doesn't like to do that. <laughs> Cody's there, got there some recent a, illustrations of that. I, yeah. I do. There's a specific, in your defense though. The directions were a little difficult. Mm. Out of the box. B, we needed you the other day, B. <laughs> he I, did. I'll I tell you it. this. We were working on it, and he said, we might have to wait on B on this one. <laughs> I was so done when I looked at them directions. And and this is why it's funny. It's because it's a hot wire fence. It ain't like it should be rocket science. <laughs> <laughs> but we were trying to follow the directions to get the content we needed. And I went to water in my garden. He did. And I went over in front of the the blind that you put together with the hand hand tool. Uh, yeah, a wrench. <laughs> yeah, with the wrench. That's a funny story. I was looking at it while I was over there watching these videos. It's a little crooked. <laughs> it's not level. It's oh, you're talking about the, the blind? Ground. It's yeah. probably the ground. We, we need you to come readjust that. The platform first. is level. I can guarantee <laughs> that. Unless they cut a leg shorter than another one. Have we told that story? I don't remember if we have or not. We set up. We went out there for a content that, day. Let me just say this. That blind would not be put up today. <laughs> it probably would. If wouldn't. it was left up Amen. to anyone else. That's true. <laughs> but the problem with putting that, so the blind was kind of a one-off while we were out there. We're like, hey. Yeah, let's get some content. Actually, we're like, it. B's out here. I wonder if he'd help us put that up. And of course, you B's a nice guy. You might have thought that in your head. I don't remember anybody you saying well, that. I was just thinking B's a nice guy. He'd probably help us out. <laughs> and it wasn't long into the install that B said, you're testing our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> because why? We had zero tools that we needed to do this. We had one. It took a nine sixteenths 
it should have been a socket. We didn't have a socket. We didn't have a ratchet. <laughs> we had a wrench. You said there's 4,000 bolts and nuts. <laughs> there's a box of bolts and nuts that is big as a shoebox. <laughs> full. Jam-packed full. And we didn't have an impact. We didn't have nothing. We did, too. We, we had, had one wrench. We can't say nothing. <laughs> we had a wrench. George, well, got it, it got to where it was. I was just going to be standing around doing nothing, or <laughs> let's strike into putting this thing together. So. That's the first time in all of our um, long journey of SBs ever said you're testing our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> and he was laughing, but he was halfway serious. I was so. joking, <laughs> <laughs> but I was. I was pretty impressed with your work, though. I will not ever. He goes this, to anything <laughs> else without my tools. He said, "With me, that's what he's referencing." He, yeah, he said. Dang, if I'd have brought my tools, we'd have been done with this three hours ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it does look good, though. That blind's sweet. No, yeah. It's perfect. It's a really nice. I'm kind of excited about it. No, the Garmin side is not, uh, it's not that difficult. It's just, you It's you have to, there's a specific set of steps that you got to do when you're setting it up. And if you try and shortcut or skip one of those, it's not going to work right. Yeah, the technology yeah. becomes useless. If you've got point. two people there, to adjust, if you got a person there that can make adjustments to it while you're at full draw, which is some of what you have to do, it's not going to be that bad at all, I don't think. But I didn't have that, so I was having to draw my bow, adjust it, and then draw my bow again and check it, and then adjust it and draw. And I, and I had not been shooting a lot at that time, so you were pretty so tired, I was pretty wore out. Yeah. So it runs off a of battery. Mm-hmm. So. I'm playing that. I mean, that me. is a. That I've heard is, that is is what if you get out somewhere and your battery goes dead? Are you just up creek? No, because it even on a dead battery, it can pop up. It has the ability to pop up a set of five pin sights. Oh, okay. Or five pins, but it's a it's one AAA battery. I mean, most of our flashlights and stuff run off of a AAA battery, so you could pop a battery out of one of those. Or, I mean, I carry extra AAA batteries with me for flashlights. I mean, I just have them in my pack. Mm-hmm. So I, and that thing will run Long like time. two years on yeah. that one battery, you know. So I don't think that's going to be a. I mean, yes, it's a concern for sure, but it's not a concern just that you couldn't ahead. get around. Yeah, with just a little bit of planning. So know? does it have physical pins on it as well? No. They're all digital. They're all digital. There's not a, it's just a, a blank. There's a so how does, it, in there. how does it pull up a pin if the battery's dead? It just, it doesn't take very much at all. And it'll pop hmm. them up for, hmm. for long. So, I mean, when it's dead, dead, but a battery, you know, when it, when a battery dies and then it's turned off for a little while, you get a little bit, you get a little bit out of it still when Boy, you turn it off. It's enough. <laughs> yeah. But you can pop a you can pop a lithium energizer in there, and that thing's gonna last for yeah, a couple time. of years. Yeah. If you change that battery once a year, I don't think you'll ever have a problem yeah, out of beginning it. of season. Yeah. Or whatever. If you just yeah. So the point would be plan ahead if you're gonna use that site. Then yeah. I'm excited to try it for sure. I, I think it's gonna be cool. I mean, I'm. No, I'm it connects to it. your watch and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. If you've got a Garmin watch, they have a zero app on it where, when you range, it marks your location basically and then it actually may mark the location that you ranged really i I need to read up on that a little bit so it takes from where you are to where you range and then it'll mark a gps location on that yeah so if you Hmm. shoot an animal and then you just back out 
you can't remember exactly where it is, you can kind of go right to where the animal is standing yeah. when you shot. That's cool. Yeah. I've, um, talking about maps and all that, we've been using, or I've been using HuntWise for the last two or three years. And, and I know we've used several different, there's about three major players out there that have. Yeah, stuff. you've got HuntWise's Onyx and Huntstand. Yeah. yeah. And there may be some more, but that's just the ones I, I know are there that we've used. What's your experience been like so far with HuntWise? You just kind of switched over. Yeah, so I've used Onyx for years, um, and it's good. I really like it. Um, but I, the Onyx, I mean, the HuntWise app, I'm barely been impressed with. Would, it. would you say there's more? Because I haven't used Onyx a ton. Would you say there's just more features in the app, or for the whitetail hunter, I think so, um, because they have. Number one, they have movement predictions and things like that for certain, like where you are, actual weather data and stuff like that that's all built into the app. You know, you can get wind directions, you can get hourly forecasts, you can get all that stuff instead of having to go to two or three, you know, different weather apps and all that. You can get a stand location weather update for the on the hour. Right. And wind directions and things like all all in one app. Yeah. Um, and then they have all the layering that, you know, all of the major app right. deals have now. To me, for the whitetail hunter, I feel like it's going to be a way better app. It's just got a lot more features that we as whitetail hunters would typically use, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they got their own social media platform within the app, too. Yeah, absolutely. And that's cool. I've kind of enjoyed being on there and meeting some mm-hmm. new people. Mm-hmm. One of the things I do like about it, I think I showed you the other day, is that 3D feature on it, pulling mm-hmm. up, pulling up, yeah, your, so it, pull yeah. up your property. It looks, it's got a 3D feature like Google Earth where you can pull it up and turn it and look at it in different I angles. I showed that to you, didn't I, Cody? Mm-hmm. It's look pretty dang cool. Mm-hmm. in different angles and stuff. Yeah. Um, that's a cool feature that I don't believe, I don't believe Onyx or anything has that. I'm pulling it up right now just to entertain myself. It's pretty cool, though, to see the lay of the land. But you can save maps and use them offline and things like that. I know, did if, like if that. If you're not in, you know, service or whatever to be able to pull it up. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, you're not going to get your weather updates if you don't have service, but you can have your maps and stuff yeah. saved. I, I did some them. turkey hunting this year on a piece of public land that I'd never been on. Mm-hmm. I drove out there the day before I went turkey hunting, and I did that with the map so that I would kind of always know where I was, mm-hmm. you know. Now, we used it this season, turkey hunting in the National Forest up here above, above where we live. And, right. You know, the places that we were here in Turkey, we were marking them. And, you know, I saved that area. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple different was, Is it like a 10-mile? You can do different. You can do different one. You do like, it. It changes the quality. The quality, based. Is, yeah. the bigger the area, the lower the quality that yeah. you can like zoom in and see as far as aerial photo. Right. Um, I usually do the 10 mile. That's what that's I do. usually enough. You can do 100. Yeah. I think. Or you can do one even smaller that's got all well, I think it was like a three mile thing mm-hmm. or something like that. I did the 10. Yeah. That's what I usually do is the 10. If you walk outside of a 10 mile square, mm-hmm. you walked a long way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were driving around a lot to a bunch of different areas, and so I had a couple mm. different ones saved, a couple That's 10 cool. mile areas saved, and it, it was it's awesome. It's helpful for sure. And then you you know if you're in there and you're on a bird and you've not been in there, you know, because a lot of times when we're hunting in those places, we're going around and listening and marking them, 
but it may not be an area that we've hunted. So the terrain, we don't really know mm-hmm. that well. And so you can pull that map up and look if you hear a turkey in there and where based off of where he is and look at the terrain, find a, you know, yeah. a decent place to get either him. get around on him in or or an area that you think he's more likely to come into than another you know yeah mm-hmm. and then the fact you got your boundaries and making sure you ain't trespassing you're not too. on private ground right. that's a big that's what me. we ran into that with the turkey this year that you know we knew where he was we had not been in there and we went to go in there and come to find out there was an 80 that sat in there that the turkey was actually staying on that we couldn't hunt so we were having to use the app to work our way around and basically trying to call him off of that private ground onto public ground yep we got him really really close a couple times we never (laughs) did get we never got him to i was really hoping my call you borrowed would have really just done it i'd have I should have at least got an boy or something. If yeah, you... we were. It didn't work. <laughs> we tried it. <laughs> you know, I mean, personally, I'm a huge fan of, of of. There's not anything really that I can think of that just really bothers me technology wise from a personal standpoint. Just because if it's if it's helping you be more efficient, more successful on your animals. I mean, at the end of the day, we're out there. I love the game as much as hunting them as as, as mm-hmm. well, and prepping and getting land prepped and all that. But if you've got it's no different than we're just using what we have access to. Yeah. Just my opinion, no different than they did back when they were cutting their own broadheads and yeah. stones and you know what I mean? Back in the old time, they were just using what they mm-hmm. had access to. And it's really no different. But I, I just know that's all, it seems to be a controversial subject with certain products about how much, how far is too far mm-hmm. to take it? What's, is it really fair? Is it not? You get into all that argument sometimes. I mean, it's hard for me to say anything's not fair because we're still talking about bow hunting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, when you have the same discussions in the rifle world too. Yeah, but when you have, if you, if you're saying a, a bow sight or whatever is going to make you too efficient, well then why do we even have a rifle season? <laughs> if it's that efficient for real, if right. that's a, if it's that efficient, then why do we why do we even have a rifle season? Yeah, you know, because <laughs> a rangefinder really don't matter <laughs> from zero to three hundred. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, what's the point? Yeah. I mean, to me, that's a that's kind of a dumb argument. Yeah. Um, I but my hats off to guys that that kill deer with recurves and stuff that and that still do that, and they're I, I think it's awesome. Oh, I do too. I think a little bit of those, a little bit of that macho man syndrome. Yeah. Uh, we, well, yeah. It's like me. It's we glamorize a lot of things. Like I glamorize being a homesteader. <laughs> oh, that you don't know this. That's oh, you, his newest. You, you thing. missed that on the podcast too. That I'm a homesteader, by the way. Oh my gosh. But I do. Love he said the, I got some berries, <laughs> couple watermelons, <laughs> apple trees. He likes the idea. Of that's exactly right. <laughs> he like, don't really want to be a homesteader. No, I'm not. But that's what I mean by we glamorize things. Sometimes there's a obviously I do love the simplicity of what a lot of mm-hmm. homesteading represents but it doesn't mean i'm not going to use my tractor right. my water pump <laughs> that's <laughs> what he said he said I'd, i could be a homesteader until i run out of diesel <laughs> and running water yeah and, uh, oh yeah all that toilet all that, that flushes all that well i can get by with that one i mean for a little while you can survive and be okay but you can <laughs> there ain't nobody else in your family that's going to though because i know them. that's true <laughs> but I, I think we glamorize stuff sometimes when he, that's the whole macho argument i think is i'm a better hunter than you because i did it this way or whatever it's all a bunch of bull in my opinion i agree but, 
it, it's what you want out of it. I mean, to me, it's. I mean, if if that's what if, you enjoy, if the challenge. If you if if making it the most challenging that you can is what that if that's what drives you. Yeah. Then, by all means, have at it. it. But yeah. don't don't. It's not your place. It's not anybody's place to say that somebody else is wrong for not doing it that way right it's not your choice Mm -hmm. it's their choice and Mm -hmm. and they get out of hunting or the hunt or their hunt what they you know what they want right and we don't need to that's part of what's wrong with the hunting community right now is my way is better than everybody else's way and that's just we should just be glad people are doing it yeah i mean who cares how they do it you know if you don't choose to rifle hunt then don't rifle hunt but don't don't make don't somebody, make else, somebody yeah. else try and feel better that they've done something less than you because they didn't do it the way you did it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I shoot stuff with rifles. I shoot stuff with bows. I like both of them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different challenges in each of them. For yeah. me, sometimes I don't want a hard hunt. Sometimes I just want to have fun with my buddies and yeah. hang out and. I'm on that side of the coin, and, but <laughs> that's my spot, right? But there. that being said, I do love hard hunts. Mm-hmm. I love digging in and and you know figuring an animal out and you know putting in the time and and on a hard hunt or it, whether it's a backpack hunt out west or you know any of that kind of stuff. I, I like it all yeah. I, for different reasons. So. I totally agree with you. I, I think you nailed it with it. it. Is part of the problem within the hunting community is is that whole idea of my way is better than your way. I'm a better hunter than you. I love what Michael said on, on was the last year or two ago. Might have even been on the podcast. I can't remember. But he talked about how when he grew up, he watched people on TV and they inspired him to believe they could do that. Mm-hmm. And now it's almost like it's flip flopped in a lot of ways where I'm better than you. You could never be as good as me because I'm on TV. Kind of. Uh, yeah. Well, just this, uh, that's the back to that. I call it macho man syndrome, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. And it, it's not right. I think you're a hundred percent on B with what you're saying. And, yeah. And you, well, you, if you dive into that whole, the, I mean, and we have a TV show, but just because somebody's on TV don't mean squat. No, the best hunters I know are not on TV. Uh, all of them. <laughs> all of them are not. Yeah. Don't give two craps about it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and there's I some... envy those guys a lot of times. Yeah. Um, but it's. I mean, we do what we do because we like to do it. Yeah. We like to share. You mm-hmm. know, our stories and and hunts and and we have for a lot of years now and part that is part of the chat you know that to me that is a challenge it makes it more difficult yeah. to do it and get it on film and filmed right and that's just an added it makes it harder yeah it does mm-hmm. so but going back to what you said that's part of what we love is even if we're on an easy hunt it's still challenging because you're trying to capture everything on on film and getting all that done is definitely challenging at times sometimes easier than others mm-hmm. but it's part of what we love in the hunting process Mm -hmm. just like it is for somebody to use a recurve or whatever right and so i ain't casting no stones man i'm um i'm a big believer in in doing what you love and doing it the way you love to do it as long as it's within the guidelines yeah if it's legal and and you know you want to do it then have at it yeah Mm -hmm. speaking of technology we got a new little camera coming out cody and b can't dive off into it too deep but there's a new camera coming out hitting the market in how many days, Cody? A month or so? 15? Yeah. A month? Something like I that? I think the official date is July 1. I'm, I'm really excited to see how this thing's fixing to do. Are you wondering what I'm fixing to say? You're looking like funny. Like, what's he fixing to say? 
I can't let the cat out of the bag completely. No. Other Just than, tease a little bit. Other than John loves it when I do that, <laughs> by the way. So John, there's something big coming. <laughs> <laughs> he probably knows about this one. But uh, I'm kind of excited just from a cost-effective of efficiency standpoint. Mm-hmm. I'm fixing better to run a lot more cameras for a whole lot less money yeah. than what I've been doing in the past, which I'm super stoked about. Cellular cam. Yeah, cameras. cellular cam. Yeah. yeah. So data plans and all that. We were just laughing earlier when we were off on the shoot about how much we spend a month on, on what would you say, what you say 50 or 60 bucks a month or yeah. something? And so um, I'm excited to see this camera that's coming out from um, from Tacticam called Reveal. And you're going to be seeing it here pretty soon. Um, the price point is ridiculous for what it does. So It's going to open that technology up to a lot of folks yeah. that haven't been able to utilize that technology. Yeah, right. Whether sure. you think it's good or bad, yep. it's there and yeah. it's coming. I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Not because I think it, I mean, it does, I think it does help us kill more deer just by but staying the reason out. it does is because you're not in there all the time right. yeah. it's not because of the actual physical yeah thing that the technology does it just allows you not to have to be in there yeah mm-hmm. so it keeps your ground unpressured more. yeah yeah this one's going to allow us to run more of them though mm-hmm. and that's what i'm excited about is having more cameras in the field that i don't have to go into all the time now, my wife's not going to like it. I can already tell you. <laughs> She's already got mad at two or three of my cameras. Cause yeah, you got to turn them notifications. I like it, though. Like, like, I like, I'll like. wake up and check. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> Get up in the middle of the Raccoon. night to go to the bathroom and you got 47 <laughs> notifications. notifications and you you can't not look at them. Oh, I know. I love it. Then the next thing you know, it's 2.30 in the morning and you're looking through pictures <laughs> and I'm laying in the bed. <laughs> That is so like relevant to my life. <laughs> what are you like, doing? Oh, she's like, turn that stupid phone off. Who are you texting? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's my dear, babe. It's my dear. It's like, you're so dumb. <laughs> like, you th- saying I'm dumb when you're eating on that, dude? I think there's a lot of good things with technology and honey. Um, I just, I, I think, I don't know. I'm a little aggro. I'm a little perturbed at our culture right now yeah. as far as overall you know, every, everything everybody you know thinking their way is the best way and there's no other way yeah you mm-hmm. know there's no give and take anymore it doesn't seem yeah. like and i think we need a little everybody's bit got an opinion take. nowadays yeah, yeah. And, and by dang it's it that's it that's the gospel it is that's it like we obviously we have an opinion that's why we got a podcast but it don't mean it's the gospel right you, you, no you take what you like of it and dished out throughout the rest i mean i know people hold on to like cat talk that we have with james charles silver <laughs> and uh all good entertainment but there's some stuff you you know it's really not going to impact your life whether you right. like it or don't like it but um you gotta you gotta be a little more fluid with your opinions i think i think so too just you can't you can't uh you know what i mean i think we all agree on that that it, it has leaked into our industry a little bit. I don't. I wouldn't say it's as a whole though. The industry's still good. Oh, definitely. But it's always you always notice the the chatter, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so social media makes everything worse. Oh too. yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. It does. Because everybody can blast their opinions out, and, and there's no accountability to keyboard warriors to arguing with anybody or yeah. You know, yeah, people say a lot of things behind yeah, the keyboard they do. that they would never say in person. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, most of the time, most people wouldn't. Because the truth is, most people don't like confrontation anyway. Mm-hmm. 
but it's a safe zone they can do it behind a computer or whatever so i don't know i think everything's entertaining in my opinion i laugh at a lot of stuff and well i laugh at most of that stuff that falls into the category of laughter for me but i think as hunters if the better the more we can bring awareness to it you know just to at least caution ourselves before we do go blasting out stuff or blasting somebody else's opinion at least think it through mm-hmm. yeah you know before well, we've you, talked about that if people would just treat other people like they oh, would yeah. want to be treated in every area of their life. It we could say we just solved all the world's problems right there. Well, yeah, be mean, a decent. Buy. I was just, telling a buddy just, of mine the other day. <laughs> I was selling a a Ford Explorer, not Explorer Expedition, a couple years ago, and this guy wanted to buy it so bad, and he didn't have the money. Right, and I was selling this to a friend of mine down in Texas. On we were on the phone and. This guy called me up one night, like nine o'clock. He's like, please be a decent person. Just hold it for me one more day until I have the money. If I don't have it, you can sell. Just please be a decent person. Right. I've never th- I've forgotten that conversation because he was just asking me to be nice. Yeah. And if people would just be nice, change a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, there's one commandment that was, if everybody would do it, it would, every, all the problems would go away. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Treat your brother as yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do that one thing. Everything yeah. else goes. Yeah, we away. just literally just solved all the world's problems right here on the Church Well Podcast. Shoot, you can be the president. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that is gospel. Uh, yeah, that really <laughs> is. Yeah, that is. That don't mean you have to believe it if you don't agree. But till you give us something better to think about, yeah, that one seems. To You're going to have work. a hard time convincing <laughs> me that treat your brother as your or your neighbor as yourself is a bad thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> For sure. You're going to have a hard time arguing that one. That's a pretty tough one, for sure. <laughs> oh, Just man. be good to people. Yeah. That's a horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Well, I mean, I mean I've, I've seen all angles of this, Cody. I know you have, but you have too. But people deal with a lot of stuff, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, when it comes to life in general, I, I know of several scenarios right now, people just dealing with a lot of stuff that's negative whether it's family or business or careers and jobs, all that. And so there's always, when people treat people like that, there's always a backstory. Oh yeah. There's more to it than what you see. They're just turning something loose on somebody else. Exactly. Most of the time, something else that's going on. And so I, I even try to recognize that now. Like if I see somebody venting or whatever, I'm just understanding there's something else going on. Mm -hmm. They probably don't even mean what they're saying, Mm -hmm. but and a lot of times you'll find if you don't just crucify them for being an idiot for five minutes, mm-hmm. just let them vent, they'll come back around and ask for advice down the road. Oh, yeah. You know, and then generally apologize for what they said. Oh, I'm an idiot all the time. My wife tell you in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> I do some dumb stuff. About 30 minutes later, yep. I'll come back. Babe, I'm sorry. You're, I, I, I. That's funny. I don't. I don't have a problem apologizing to my wife. That's. I don't think that's a. Maybe it's a strength because I like. I really do like. I just. We joked about it all. Me and my father in law all the time. He told me years ago. He said, "Bud, I've got one thing of advice for you before you marry my daughter." I said, "What's that?" He said, "You can be right or you can be married." <laughs> I've never forgot it. And, uh, so I tell people that all the time. Like I and it, actually, Chris will get mad sometimes because I won't argue. I'm like, "You're right, babe," and then that makes it worse. Then I got to apologize for that. So I don't know if any guys can relate to that or not, but I know I can. So uh, it's been good, man. Any closing thoughts on anything? No, I think technology is a good thing. Yep. I mean, I like it. I think it helps. Um, 
whether you have technology or not, you still have to be out there. You still got. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Hey, at the end of the day, you still got to make shot. Yeah. And that one thing you can't control is that moment that of truth. moment of truth, adrenaline dump that you're gonna get, right. and how you perform in that situation cannot be re- replicated any other way. No, it really can't. Some people have a knack for it. Some people struggle with it. And, and at the end of the day, you got to be able to perform right then. Man, that that moment right after you, it, I'm pretty good until the shot. And after the shot, I live with you. You know, you've been with me. Mm-hmm. I got to sit down because mm. that adrenaline just like it's just like you it's open open the faucet all yeah. of a sudden. I go to shaking. And I got like I got to sit down. I'm gonna fall out of this tree. <laughs> be hanging by a lifeline here in a minute. <laughs> hey, I said it a bunch. Some people jump out of planes for it. Some people <laughs> yeah. stick a needle in their arm for it. All you got to do is go hunting. Yeah, I'm out on them too. Yeah. I'll stick with hunting. Yeah. I, I love it. And it is, you're right. There's not a whole lot I've experienced that replaces that a dump of adrenaline right after an incredible encounter. And uh, everyone's different in a way. I mean, it really is. Yeah. I mean, and some, you know. <clears throat> some of the harder hunts that's when it's even more and more you know that's 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 what makes it that way Mm -hmm. you know and and i get it that's why the guys that that do it in certain ways they do it that's why they do it because it's more rewarding to them in that way oh yeah um and i I 100 get that but like i said it's everybody's hunt yeah the 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 other guy may be getting the same thing that 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 guy's getting out of an easier type hunt you know or a rifle hunt or whatever yeah it's funny because you know we're talking about specifically the hunt but from a cameraman's perspective a lot of times you experience that same thing oh i mean if you're on it and you know what they've been through for that hunt or whatever it is uh it's very similar i wouldn't say it's as climatic maybe as as the actual shot if you placed it yourself I don't know. I'm more nervous filming than I am hunting. For yeah, sure. there's a whole another set of parameters that you're you're dealing with when you're behind the camera trying to capture. Oh it. yeah, you, mine's trying to see the dead gum thing because I can't see no more. Yeah, the older you blurry. get, all you're thinking about is Lord. I hope this is focused. <laughs> I said I that earlier today. Cody's like, go to the eye doctor, dude. I'm like, man, I got 2020 sometimes <laughs> when he's got his glasses on. <laughs> no, it Contacts is. In. It's an incredible dump, man. I, I'm just thinking back to just this last few weeks of editing some of the stuff with the given right and watching Mark's hunt that's going to fix an air on sportsman channel that the 70 plus sit hunt mm-hmm. and what he experienced after that shot took yeah. place, man, he is, it's his, and he's a big old boy and it, and it, it he's so giggly. <laughs> he, pretty... he don't even know what to say. Cause he, he burnt two Iowa tags after this one deer mm-hmm. and didn't, didn't shoot another one mm-hmm. cause he was going after one deer for that many hunts. And, and what, even I was even feeling it through the, through the, edit suite just watching it go down because it was so and then we see it on the flip side there's another show i'm working on with kenneth and man he tears up mm-hmm. in the in the after the moment not because it was a deer because he just lost a close friend's a close friend's mom that he was mm-hmm. very close to and he and he missed a funeral to be on this hunt and the dude her, the dad told him or his, his buddy told him do not come back for this she would want you to stay there mm-hmm. and then he harvested a deer mm-hmm. and so you got to see the total other end of the spectrum of what he felt mm-hmm. which everybody doesn't experience that every hunt is different every hunt has different emotions attached yeah. to it and and it's so much more than just the animal like oh yeah depending on the hunt yeah so I love it man as a matter of fact I'm ready to go hunting right now 
<laughs> we got a long way. No, no we, we don't. don't. We're going to Texas in we're July. We're going to try to get It's going to be a hot sucker. It's going to be bad. Hey, the, the axis I killed down there a couple of years ago, it was uh, it was 100 and something in the blind. I was in shorts. And I mean, just sweats just dripping off every <laughs> piece of skin and hair I got, which was a lot. And uh, it didn't matter, though, B. The the, the the celebration was still the same, except it was just a little hotter. <laughs> but, that is pretty cool about those animals, down, though. They they like it hot. I know. The Axis deer, they like it hot. We're going to get back after them, hopefully. So, They're good, too. I about to eat all the burgers that I got. Dude, have you tried black buck? Mm-mm. Son. I, they I'm, said it was really if I good. got any left, I might give you and Cody some, but I'm getting low <laughs> quick. It's phenomenal. I'm telling you, I sent some to my parents. I, I don't know if I shared that on the podcast or not. Yeah. I did. You probably cut that part out because I referenced it wrong the wrong way. But <laughs> that's a funny story. Um, my mom literally texted me and said, this is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she don't even hunt, but it's phenomenal. So we'll see if we can. And speaking of axes and black bucks, our mouths are done. I know. And they're Dusty awesome. sent me a picture. Did you see, look see good. that? Yeah, good. Yeah, they both look good. So we'll have them back in-house soon. Can't wait for that. Sucker should look good. Big <laughs> <laughs> into the piggy bank on that one. <laughs> Here's the question. Did you tell your wife about the expense of that little um, taxidermy work? No. <laughs> Do I need to put a mark? I don't think she listens. She ain't listening. <laughs> I told my wife, I was like, because we were pouring concrete for a new slab the other day. She goes, man, this has been an expensive day. We spent X amount of dollars. I was like, hmm, better add a 600 to that for the other half of that animal. <laughs> She's like, golly. I'm like, sorry. It's beautiful, baby. It's going to look good. She's mm. like, oh, my gosh. Anyway. She said she wanted one. So she did. My wife did. She wanted one when, oh, after she, oh, yeah? she saw yours yeah. from that first trip. You're just sweet, though. It's in velvet. Yeah. That's awesome. That's an extra charge. Oh, way. is it? I need to know that for later. <laughs> About 200 extra. <laughs> hey, it's Didn't worth know it. that. There's a memory there, man. It's awesome. Uh, I, I love... Uh, people come over all the time and ask questions about animals on the wall or whatever and you can literally just go down like like yesterday it happened mm-hmm. i mean even back to the illinois bug from mm-hmm. years ago exactly everything it took i remember every single thing that happened in i that know hunt. yeah and so every every animal has a story and um i love getting to share them only thing better than telling it cody is showing it that's the way i always look at it sure is a lot of work to get there though yeah uh-huh. anyway we better wrap this up we gotta get some stuff done Hope you guys have enjoyed the show today. Give us some feedback. Where's that at, Cody? iTunes. Yeah. That's a good place. Leave us a Leave review. Leave us a review. Give us some feedback. Yeah. Let us know some conversations you'd like to hear. For sure. We'll work them in. Hey, that's what we need. We need show suggestions. Yeah, we do. We need we do. listeners show suggestions. We'll do it. Yeah. And we'll make it fun, too. Send them in, folks. Send them in. If we pick you, we might give you a call. If you leave your number. Unless you're a weirdo. We're not going to call you. And we won't know that till after we call, so we're going to probably call you anyway. <laughs> we might put a mark on that call. <laughs> Leave a mark. All right, let's wrap it up. Till next time, peace out and God bless.